Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Nelson Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Austin was with me just a moment ago, and he seems to have dropped off the line. So I'm going to go ahead and jump on the show here and get going real quick. Uh, you know, it's interesting to me. The Biden campaign now has said, has come out and said very clearly, the Biden campaign manager has said, quote, under no scenario will Trump be allowed to declare victory tonight. Joe Biden's campaign manager, Jen O'Malley Dillon, has asserted that under no scenario can he declare the victory. The quote was tweeted by the New York Times national political reporter, Shane Goldmacher. Macher, Goldmaker. Shane Goldmacher. I'm not going to go into detail on that. Yes, the the comment was made shortly after the Trump campaign issued a mass email asserting that the Biden campaign was planning to rig the election by not accepting defeat. Meanwhile, Twitter has also reiterated that it will take place, that it will place warning labels on tweets that make claims about the election results before they're officially called. Of course it is. Twitter's not letting you know you're going to be censored. A few weeks ago, they say we announced that we will handle tweets about the U.S. election. We want to remind you what to expect and to share a preview of the labels we may apply. We may label tweets starting on election night that make claims about election results before they're officially called. We will be prioritizing the presidential election and other highly contested races. Of course they will, where there may be significant issues with misleading information, i.e., These globalists, the fight here, what we have right now between these clowns is this. And this is the fight that they have basically given us and set up the cabalist bankers. They have a cabalist president with his daughter and son-in-law in Shabbat who practice Kabbalah. And then they've got a full-blown communist slash Nazi with Joe Biden. And these two are supposedly fighting for control of the planet. And the sad part about all of this stuff is we're here as the great masses trying to figure out exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it and what the goal is. Well, the goal is tyranny. The goal is a new world order. The world goal is a complete and total one-world currency with a one-world religion. And the Kabbalist bankers who control the central banks, they've decided that they're going to take full control. Now, whether these guys actually like each other or hate each other or if it's all just a staged event, we're kind of left in the dark on all that, aren't we? Let me think about it for a second. Donald Trump, four four years ago, lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. First thing I'm going to do is instruct the attorney general to investigate you for your email frauds as soon as I become president. You belong in prison, quote, unquote. Something like that. And all of a sudden, a couple of days later, when she's attending his inauguration event, one of his speaking events, he's, oh, the Clintons are here. They're really fine people. They've done a lot. We just fought a really hard campaign. They're good people. And we're like, wait a minute. Is it lock her up, lock her up? She's a criminal and a crook. Or is she a good person? And this is where we find ourselves in this great divide here with people riding in the streets, people shooting each other in the streets, with tear gas being released, with National Guard being released in major cities all across the United States to quell election, you know, rioting tonight, with the world looking on and thinking, what has happened to the great United States of America? Well, as we've said so many times on this show, we've lost our nationalism. But there are enough of us left who want to be nationalistic, who want America back that we remember as children, 
that we want to do this and bring it back. We have enough Christians out there, and I'm not talking about members of the pulpit because 90% of them have completely compromised, but there's 10% of the pastors who are still awake and still preaching the truth. But the vast majority of the Christians, they don't want to be under a communist dictatorship. They want to have the United States back to where it used to be. Now, what's interesting about here, there's an article here. I'm going to paraphrase part of it. I'm going to post it on the website so you can read it. And it really goes into detail. It's called The Great Reset for Dummies. Now, I'm going to read you the first paragraph and a few of the other paragraphs, and I'm going to give you my interpretation of what they're not saying and what they should have said in this. But it's a very good article, and it's by Tyler Durden. And it was authored by Tessa Lena via Tessa Fights Robots Substack. And it says, what is The Great Reset? The Great Reset is a massively funded, desperately ambitious, internationally coordinated project led by some of the biggest multinational corporations and financial players on the planet and carried out by cooperating state bodies and non-government organizations. Its soul is a combination of the early 20th century science fiction, idyllic Soviet posters, the obsessiveness of deranged accountants with a gambling addiction, and an upgraded digital version of Manifest Destiny. So what she's saying here is there's a group of people that are trying to take over the planet. What she's not saying is that these people have an underlying religious reason to do so, and that's called Kabbalah. She goes on to say, the mathematical reason for the Great Reset is that thanks to technology, the planet has gotten small, and the infinite expansion economic model is bust. But obviously the super wealthy want to continue staying super wealthy. So what we're going to have to do then, she says, is thus they desperately want a bubble providing new growth out of thin air, literally while stimulating, they seek to tighten the peasants' belts, an effort that starts with behavioral modification, also known as resetting the Western peasants' sense of entitlement, the high life standards, and liberties. And it's also about white privileges, she did not add. Now, also, what we have to understand is this. These international bankers, they've decided that they could no longer expand the money supply through borrowing indefinitely because people can't pay it back at this point because the interest was never printed. Let me give you an example. If I go to a central bank and I borrow a billion dollars, and they tell me, and that's all the money in circulation is going to have the bank of, you know, Rothschild is going to have Ted Brower currency, and I borrow a billion dollars, and they charge me 10%. The rule of 72 says that money is going to double itself within seven years. 7.2% seven, seven let's, let's 7 interest over 10 years, it'll double itself. So what ends up happening, at the end of 10 years, that billion dollars is due with a billion dollars of attached interest to it. The problem is the attached interest was never printed. So even if I give them the billion dollars back, I've got to basically be short another billion as far as the interest payments because the money was never put into circulation. So what ends up happening is I'm a billion dollars in debt. So now I've got to send out more T-bills or more bonds or more notes from the United States of America to borrow even more money to pay the interest. And this is what happens with a Ponzi scheme. Sooner or later, all of the people are broke at the bottom level of the Ponzi scheme. The, the interest was never printed, never put into circulation. So what ends up happening, we end up having a situation where the entire planet now is indebted to these Rothschild, Kabbalist, Luciferian bankers, and they know that. So they have, they have, they don't want to lose control of the property and the planet because what they've done is the Ponzi scheme has come to an end. Thus, she goes on to say, the practical, good to have you back, Austin. Thus, the practical aim of the Great Reset is to fundamentally restructure the world's economy and geopolitical relations based on two assumptions. One, 
that every element of nature and every life form is part of the global inventory managed by the benevolent state. This would be the Rothschilds. Two, that all inventory needs to be strictly accounted for, be registered in a central database, is to be centralized government, centralized control, centralized currency by a readable scanner and easily ID'd and be managed by AI, which is what they're going to tie us into with the D-Wave computer. All of this stuff is basically talking about what they're doing as far as the mechanics behind it. What it's not talking about in this article is the reasoning behind the mechanics. What they're not talking about, okay, Austin, I need you to mute, I need you, I need you to mute your, Austin, I need you to mute your button, blows, bud. What they're not talking, what, what they're not talking about is the fact that it's all about bringing in a Luciferian technocracy that's going to be controlled through 5G systems. They're not talking about that. And so the end goal is this. The Rothschild banking cartel wins the planet. But because we have a relationship with God through Christ, we don't have to be part of this. We're just passing through the planet. Now, if I didn't have a relationship with Jesus and with the great I am, you know, I'd be pretty frustrated right now. And I feel so sorry for these people that don't have a commitment to Christ and a commitment to God Almighty because they have no hope or no future in any of this mess. Now, tonight, are we going to see rioting all over the country? Probably. Are we going to see shootings? Probably. And the world is going to look on and they're going to shake their head in disgust and say, what happened to America? Guys, we've lost our footing. We've lost what made us great. We lost the relationship with the Protestant work ethic, with Christianity, and with Jesus. Yesterday, I talked to one of our listeners, and I told her, I said, look, I said, here's the thing. I said, if the world understood what Christianity is, if they understood what real Christianity is, they would basically know good and well that at this point in time that we need to pray and all stand in aggregate together. But the problem is the church has been defanged. And it's so true. The Johnson Amendment has done this, and then all of these pastors in the pulpit that don't want to tell the truth about what's really going on, and all they want to do is preach the prosperity gospel so they can get more and more stuff, more and more jets, more and more mansions, more and more homes. This is what they want. I'm telling you, I know a bunch of them. And it's sad to me that we found ourselves here, Austin. They'd rather let the whole country slide into the depths of depravity and hell than tell the people the truth on Sunday morning. What do you think, Oz? Well, that's really well said, and that's what we've seen is majority of pastors now are either basically, you know, preaching bubblegum for the brain sermons, or it's basically just motivational speakers. That's really what they've turned into now. They just promote, you know, success, which there's nothing wrong with that. Motivational speakers are awesome. There's some very, very good ones. But when you're trying to basically present yourself as a pastor and a follower of Christ, and then all you do is basically do motivational seminars at your church every Sunday morning to try to generate more income, you're not serving the purpose. And that's exactly what Dad's talking about. And we're seeing now more and more people are starting to wake up. But there's this issue because there's such a divide with a lot of stuff. And this has been the goal. And this is what the communist doctrination does is it's designed, and that's the, the phrase is specific for this divide and conquer. If you have a populace who's very awake, if you have a populace that's very armed, and they can become well-coordinated, and basically very, very well rehearsed, it's very difficult for you to basically take them over 
because they all know what they're going to do. And this is what they've been doing on their end, is getting these groups, these terrorist groups like BLM and Antifa, and they've been well-coordinating them, well-funding them, helping them get as many people as they can, and basically putting together this template that they want to follow to try to make sure they have as much chaos and anarchy and as unrest as they can. That's why I've told everybody, you know, I personally would much rather deal with Trump right now than I would having Biden in office. That's why I figure, you know what, as much as it is, I'm voting for Trump today. I've already done that. And so the thing about it is the reason why I don't agree with hardly anything he's done, but on the other hand, too, I also know what Kamala Harris is going to present because Biden's just a dementia fool. He's He can't even have an hour-long debate without being on some type of amphetamines and starting to fall asleep and mix his words and everything else. The man's senile. I mean, it's sad. I'm not making fun of him for that standpoint because that really is a serious medical condition that some people have. And it's really not even funny. He shouldn't even be in this position. But what they're doing is they're setting it up to make sure they can try to cheat as much as they can. This is why they said, it's like that's earlier, Twitter's making sure. Does not matter what happens. They're going to make sure that basically if you say anything about the election results, you're going to be banned. Why? Because they have to control the narrative tonight. They have to try to make sure they get Biden and Kamala in there to push their communist agenda. But see, it doesn't matter because even if Trump gets elected and he really truly does get elected, then they have the backup fallback plan of their terrorist groups to come in and start creating chaos. Because they've already said it doesn't matter even if Trump That's wins, right. he did it by cheating. They already said that. It doesn't matter. It does not matter what happens. If he wins, he cheated. It's a coup. It doesn't even matter if he wins. So they're already telling us what they're going to do tonight. That's why I told everybody, make sure you're prepped. It doesn't matter. It's, 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 it's going to go serious this week. And now certain areas, you know, more rural areas, it's not going to be an issue. But all these hardcore Democratic left cities better stay awake on them. And I was very proud of a group in North Carolina. I don't know if you guys saw this. In Waynesville, North Carolina now, apparently some liberty-minded awake folks had enough with the city council, and what happened was in uh, Waynesville, they had a meeting to start doing a mandated mask, a city ordinance in Waynesville, and the, the town basically descended upon this uh, this town hall meeting, and they were told that people had to wear masks to participate in the meeting. They fully refused. The city council and local police apparently finally backed down, and the uh, leaders packed down from a proposal mask mandate Tuesday night after nearly 100 people packed town hall to voice their opposition. Town staff and police officers were eventually quelling the crowd and convincing them they had to wait their turn to speak. Another uprising ensued after the waiting crowd was told they couldn't come in without a mask when they were basically, when it was their turn. The vast majority weren't even wearing masks, given the whole reason they were there in the first place was to speak the truth about the proposed mask mandate. Some claimed exemptions for religious and health reasons. Others simply said they simply were not going to wear one. In the end, masks were offered, but were not mandatory. And the city uh, town hall meeting basically uh, did not rule. They said, no, we're not going to have a mask mandate. Apparently, this is not going to go well. I was proud of these guys in Waynesville. This is, this, is, this is what everybody needs to be doing right now. These local elected officials that were elected by you are representing you, a government by the people for the people. When these clowns get into office and they start making these mandates, you have to wear a mask. You simply don't follow them. Lakeland pulled this crap last month 
two months ago over in the city of Lakeland right beside us and said, oh, you guys have to wear a mask. It's a mandate. <laughs> Large percentage of Lakeland was like, no. How about, how about no? I'm, I'm at the diesel shop a couple weeks after the mandate, and Lakeland PD shows up to the diesel shop. No mask on. He starts talking to my buddy. They were running. We were talking about some truck stuff. And I asked him, I said, dude, I said, you're not wearing a mask. He said, yeah, I got one in my pocket if I absolutely have to have one. He said, but I, I don't wear one. He goes, this is absolutely idiotic. He goes, we have some blanks in the city hall that basically think that they're going to mandate this and people are just going to follow it because they said so when these masks don't even work. And I was like, well, you're awake. <laughs> and so again, when I saw this in Waynesville, I was very, very pleased to see what's happening here because remember, guys, everything comes down to consent. I can't make that any more clear. You giving them your consent to do this to you. When you walk around, you voluntarily consent. There's a reason why it says in Revelations 16, basically, you know, chapter 13, verse 16, it forced people, great and small, rich and poor, to receive the mark on their hand or their forehead so they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark. Okay, there's consent there. They're not going to be able to forcibly put a mark on your hand because if you say no, you have the right to your own body. There's a reason why we have a gigantic fanged jaw in the Bill of Rights. It's called the Second Amendment. It's there for this very specific reason. If a government goes tyrannical and starts mandating and forcing you to do things against your consent, that it is the dual sole purpose of the populace to stand up and bear arms to maintain their freedom. This is all documented heavily by George Washington, Jefferson, all the likes who made sure this was in the Bill of Rights. So please, when you start seeing these mandates and these idiotic, unconstitutional, unlawful orders, stand your ground on them. They're having a huge, huge uprising now in Michigan as Governor Whitmore, Whitmer, complete and total nightmare, should be Governor Witch, has now basically taken a step further and said now any and all restaurants or bars now have to have your name and full contact information signed in at the entrance of the restaurant or bar before you're even allowed to enter the restaurant or bar. Full contact tracing information that has to be recorded and data logged of every single person and all their contact information if you even just want to go inside and grab a cheeseburger. This, again, is exactly what I'm talking about. If I was a store, if I was a restaurant, I would say, sorry, oh, uh, here's my list of names. Uh, yeah, we had, we had 87 John Doe's log in today for the restaurant. That's, that's, that's my list. I, and you know what? They're, they're all their phone numbers here. They're 555-1111. That's, I can't make people put their own information down. This is what they put down on here. That, that's what you do. You don't comply with unlawful orders. So, again, like in Waynesville, like we've seen down here in Central Florida, when you know something is wrong and unlawful, it's a duty of the populace to stand their ground on it. And that, I will stand by them. You know, Austin, it's it's crazy that this is actually ha happening and it hasn't gone away. I mean, that's the craziest part. Now, are they about to release a stronger coronavirus after the election? That's probably true. They probably, probably are going to yeah. do that. Yeah. They, they probably have one already set up there at Fort Detrick, and they probably already have the aerosol distribution set up. Are they going to do that? Yeah, they probably will. Because what's happened is this narrative has lost steam. 
you know, they don't have people laying in the streets dying. And so, therefore, people are saying, wait a minute, why do we have to be tested for disease to find out if we have it? It's stupid. And so we may have the possibility after the election, in addition to that, are they going to continue to hold the stock market up to get Donald Trump reelected? That's the only reason the stock market hasn't gone in full meltdown is because they wanted Donald in. That's why they've been pumping in trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars to keep Donald in the White House. So all of this stuff is being done by the Kabbalist bankers to reelect Donald Trump and to basically create enough friction between him and Biden to have massive conflict. All of this stuff is orchestrated. You know, yesterday I was speaking to one of our listeners about I'm having a birthday party here on Saturday. And one of my listeners, she listens to the show every day. We have all kinds of ladies all over the country who listen to the show, and their husbands listen, and, and we have single guys and single girls, all this stuff, and we got a big, big audience. And, you know, here locally, you know, we're having a birthday party for, you know, basically for me for my 65th on Saturday. And, you know, and so we have a lot of people who have been friends of mine for 40, 50 years coming to the party. And one of them, you know, I talked to him yesterday, and they said, well, I want you to know that my husband's wearing a mask coming to the party. And I said, she said, you let Austin know. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think you really want me to let Austin know that because that's probably not going to go well. And I said, well, she goes, he's got health problems. He's got diabetes and you know, he's overweight. And so he's going to feel more comfortable wearing a mask. And I said, well, how about he just stays at home if he's sick? Now, I'm being very, very clear with you guys here. If you have an underlying health condition, and you've got cancer or heart disease or diabetes or you have something that you're taking medicine for and you've got serious health problems, you probably need to stay at home right now between just be you and the fence post and not be running around in public because the masks don't do anything. They're not going to stop anything. You can breathe smoke in and out of a mask. You can take a cigarette and take a big inhalation and blow it right through the mask. If that tells you that the cigarette smoke will go through the mask, virus particles are much smaller than smoke. So... I said, well, it'd be better. He'd be better off if he stayed at home. And she goes, okay, I'll tell him. I said, right, thank you. She says, well, she'll bring her daughter instead. I said, that's great. You see, here's the thing we have to understand is that we've got to stand for freedom. We have to. So I sent a text out to a whole bunch of people last night, and I said, we are requesting that nobody wears a mask to my 65th outside birthday party. It's a non-mask event. You know, we are over this nonsense. And I had... Every single person who received that text last night texted me back with a thumbs up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We would not come if we had to wear a mask. I mean, that's what they said. So we have a very – my family is you guys and my, my, my biological family. You know, you guys are part of us. I mean, you, I pray for you every single day. I mean, I asked you if I could do that years ago, and I've been doing it for the most part every single day. Every once in a while, I'll miss a day or I'll forget a day or we don't pray for a day or whatever, and I'll let you guys know that. But, you know – you guys are our family, and right now we got to stick together. I mean, all of us in unison have to stand against tyranny. And, you know, Austin told you what happened to him this weekend at the mall, the Millennium Mall. I've told you so many times what happened to me with the mask. It's just one of those things. We can't allow ourselves to give up our freedom like this. We've got to stand against this. And if we don't, shame on us because then we're going to look back and we're going to go, you know, I remember when the United States used to be free. I remember when the United States used to be a country that people were proud of. I remember when we didn't wear masks. You're talking to your grandchildren, your children now. I remember when we could go freely and unmolested on our way and actually have a concealed weapons permit and be able to protect ourselves. The grandchildren will go, no, it wasn't like that. I'm like, no, it really was. You mean you could actually leave your house and not have your home locked up and not have people break in? Yeah, it was like that. 
You mean you could actually drive around and do things? What's a, you used to go to a movie theater? What's a movie theater? We don't know what that is anymore. You know, and people can go, well, wait a minute, Ted, what are you talking about? Guys, Sharon and I have been to two movies this year. One at the beginning of the year, right before they closed all the theaters. And one a few weeks ago, right before they closed all the theaters again. So all the stuff that we've known as a free people is, is basically coming to a screeching halt. You know, here's the thing. What happens if Donald Trump wins? Will the world still have hope? Well, well maybe. People love hope. If Biden wins, you know, we're probably going to be lost forever. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. Both these guys are controlled by the same people. You know, this whole QAnon thing has been a giant fiasco for the past four years. Complete and total fraud. Trust the plan. There was no plan, guys. Everything with QAnon was a scam. The whole thing. The whole thing with QAnon was a scam. It was a CIA psychop operated through Citibank. And it was busted a couple months ago. Unbelievable. You know, they drop these stupid little breadcrumbs, little trails, all cryptic messages. So we basically believe that this is going to be true and happening, which, by the way, I never did. And nothing ever materialized. There weren't any big arrests. There's no big shakeups. There weren't 175,000 sealed indictments. It's just a complete scam. There may be a few sealed indictments here or there. I mean, Donald, you know, Doug Hagman and went in and actually went through all the federal records and federal court you know, areas, and he said there were about a dozen or so, maybe 25 sealed indictments. That's it, not 175,000. And all these whole sex child pervert rings are being taken down. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Thousands and thousands of children rescued. None of that's true. You know, kids in tunnels under New York City. Where? That's a lie. They didn't find any of these. They're all be taken out to the hospital ship out docked in New York City. Everything's a lie. These perverts are still there. The Jeffrey Epstein group is still there. It's part of their religious worship. They sodomize children to get energy from them to feed interdimensional demons. That's what this is all about, but nobody wants to talk about it. You know, Epstein, no way he's dead. No way he's dead. So Mossad doesn't kill Mossad. You know, we're supposed to believe that the internal cameras at the MCC in Manhattan didn't work? The cameras didn't work with a high price. What about your lies? Just like Maxwell? You know, this is pimp, this child sex pimp? Is she locked up for sure? I wonder how long before she basically is body doubled and taken out and she's been pretending like she's been killed. Unbelievable. You really think she's ever going to testify on a stand against all these people? It's not going to happen. And let's, let's not even bring in the, the, fush, the fake Russian collusion hoax. That's complete and total joke. I mean, we've had to deal with that mess for four years now. Then we got that unbelievable useless attorney, Huber, from Utah. He's appointed by Jeff Sessions to investigate the Russian collusion hoax. And he didn't do anything. Completely ineffective. And let's not forget about the Attorney General, William Barr. Nothing. Useless. Not accountable to anybody for anything. Well, that's right, but he was all wrapped up in Waco and Ruby Ridge, wasn't he? Complete and total piece of garbage. And, and then let's look at the FBI director, Chris Way. The guy's a stinking snake. He's unbelievable. You know, what has he done to figure out what happened to Seth Rich or Benghazi or all, all this other stuff that happened? But they, but they went after General Michael Flynn, didn't they? I mean, unbelievable. I mean, they went after everybody they want to go after who's speaking, in a, speaking a different narrative than they're doing. And then think about this. I mean, look at what happened with the whole Flynn case. You get that federal judge, Emmett Sullivan, threw the rules out of the window, kept the case alive. 
Unbelievable. Solomon just basically is absolute, just communist flunky. But we're supposed to believe all that. And here we are. Four years have passed, and what has been done? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. And now we have four more years, regardless of who wins, whether it be Biden or Trump, we'll have four more years of absolutely nothing. More media, more rioting, more cities burning, more governmental control, more governmental lockdown, more masks, more 5G, more child sex trafficking, more heroin being slung out of Afghanistan and money being laundered through the international banks. What has Donald Trump done to stop the heroin trafficking out of Afghanistan? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Doesn't even talk about it. Why haven't we taken C-130 transport planes, this is a love glyphosate so much, or Agent Orange so much, and spray the 1,000 square miles of poppy fields with an herbicide and kill all this much and put a complete stop to heroin production like in a couple days after this stuff's been sprayed? But we haven't done that either, have we? What about the war in Syria? That's still going strong, full throttle. The stuff's going on right now in Armenia is an absolute nightmare. We're not involved in any of that. Look at the stuff that's going on in Iraq. It's still going on. And now they want to go ahead and start another war with Iran. It never, ever ends. Look what happened to Egypt. Look what happened to Libya. Nothing's fixed under Trump. Nothing is fixed. And now, make America great again. Well, nothing's been changed. He's dropped more bombs in the four years he's been president than Barack Obama did in the entire eight years that he was president. We're still involved in countless wars all over the planet, and nothing has changed. But Q's going to save us. He's going to drop more breadcrumbs. And here's what they're going to say to Q people. The reason Trump didn't do the 175,000 arrests from the sealed indictments is he knew that there'd be too much backlash to get reelected. So he's going to do the 175,000 arrests now after he gets reelected. And the people who believe Q crap will continue to believe all of that lie stuff. All of it. Because they're going to say, trust the plan. The Donald had three-dimensional chess. You know, he's, he's 50 moves ahead of everybody. No, he's not. He is a paid actor. He's a paid actor. He's a paid Rothschild cutout, bought and paid for by Wilbur Ross back in the late 80s when he financed his billions of dollars of debt. Crap, he's not even a good business guy. He's not even a good business guy. And all he does is run his mouth. I mean, why didn't he fire Jeff Sessions? What the heck? We have to deal with all that. Why did he put Barr in the, pop, in the position of power? Why is all of this stuff happening and nobody's talking about it? And why in the heck isn't Hillary locked up? Or at least investigated. Well, I'll tell you why she's not investigated. She's got the whole list of where all the bodies are buried. And all the boys and all the girls and all the men and all the women and all that sick sex stuff that was going on and all the drugs and all that pedophilia and all that mess, she's got it all. And Hunter Biden, he's got it all too. Yeah, but where's the investigation? This was turned in a year ago. Turned in a year ago, and nobody investigated anything. Why? Because the judiciary is compromised. The judiciary. A lot of these judges are, well, you know, we look at Anthony Scalia. He goes to that hunting lodge where they like to hunt children. Oh, yeah, you guys remember all that? Suddenly they find him dead, and he's quickly buried with no autopsy? Yeah, how about that one? All of this stuff, guys, is smoke and mirrors and theater for the masses. That's all it is. 
And as long as we understand that, we can stay frosty and keep pointing it out. A little lady, I posted an email from her, not an email, but a video that she did this weekend. I forgot her name. Good, good video. She said the same thing we do on our show. And she kept saying, I'm going to, this will be taken down. This will be taken down. She ended up with 85,000 views and it was taken down over the weekend. If you guys got a chance to watch it. And she said, Donald Trump will be reelected, but it's not for why you think. That was the name of the article, the name of the tech, the name of the video. And see, that's the thing we've got going on right now. We got a few of us, not many of us left. Few dozen actually, if even that, are telling the truth online about what's happening, and the rest of them are just basically going with the mainstream narrative and trying to build a database or trying to survive financially, you know, with their support that they have from their listeners, but they're unwilling to go into this depth that we do on this show. So I want to thank you again. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got to think about it, guys. If it wasn't for Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, faith the Lamb of God, the Prince of Peace, the Counselor, the Good Shepherd, and his ability to get us through this, what a mess we'd be in. What a mess. But I thank God that we do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. Austin, what do you think, bud? Amen. That's well said. And this is why I've continued to encourage people, even from the very beginning with this, because I think, kind of like what Dad said here, with the Q movement and this whole thing that came about with the PSYOP is that the American populace had a big movement. We saw that in the election in 2016. I mean, Hillary was supposed to be the president. Trump was like plan B. You know, they already knew what they had in place, but Hillary was really supposed to be in. And they didn't expect that do we, to, for us to do what we did as far as the voter turnout and the massive amount of people that absolutely loathed her, especially with all the emails getting released a week, two weeks out from WikiLeaks with Podesta and the soul cooking and everything else. So what happened was the movement, the patriots in the country were pretty big. It was a, it was a big movement. I mean, you guys remember that in 2016. And what happened was we came together and said, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to put this guy in. He's going to make a difference because he, he taught a really good game. Well, the issue that we did, and this is a mistake that a lot of us made, all his patriots, is that we then took the responsibility off of us as patriots and said, okay, we've elected Trump now. He's going to fix everything. We don't have to worry about anything at all anymore. We can just sit back, hang out, enjoy life, not have to do anything, really as far as for standing up for more of our constitutional rights and freedom and he's going to take care of it all and then the psyop started with the Q. this is what's going on here this is what's going on behind the scenes like dad said trust the plan and everybody goes oh okay okay all right well that hadn't happened yet well this is going to happen now we did that in 2016 as far as we came out and we voted in unison, even after the election fraud, even after everything they did with all the lies and all the emails and everything, we still came out and did it. It's time for America to take back responsibility and start doing what they need to do. No single man is going to ever fix this country at all. No single man can provide and maintain our freedoms in this country at all. We've already seen that. Just like this group did in Waynesville, North Carolina. We all have to start doing this. We all have to start being proactive. We all have to start speaking the truth. We all have to start standing our ground for freedom. Now, again, everybody's got different convictions. 
And this is why I'm talking to you. You feel like you really need to wear a mask. Wear a mask. But if, quite frankly, if you really feel like you're a serious problem as far as a health condition, and there's a high probability, you know, if you catch COVID, it's going to, you know, punch your time card. You probably don't need to be leaving the house very often. Have people shop for you, you know, and be very, very cautious if that's what you have in your life right now. But for the vast majority of Americans that are healthy, able-bodied, well-exercised, and aggressive, it's time for us guys to take off the mask and stop playing the charade. Stop doing it to capitulate. Like that's Dad said, right. he walked in. He walked in in the, the, the green wise that one day. The guy's wearing a mask. He was a healthy, grown adult. He goes, dude, why are you wearing a mask? Well, you know, I don't like the looks I get. I don't, I don't like the, the, what happens when you know, people see me without a mask. People say stuff to me. So, so you, you know the masks don't work. You know it's a frivolous aspect of doing nothing except compliance in order to slowly push us further and further and further into removing our consent and our ability to live free. You know that, but you don't want to deal with the conflict, so it's easier to put on a mask. And I get it. I get it, guys. I get it. When I was in the mall the other day, you know how much easier it has been for me just to put on a mask and shut up and go give them my money? and be a good little slave, okay, I'll put on my mask, I'll put on my face diaper, don't bother me, don't look at me bad, I don't want to deal with this, I don't want to deal with it, just leave me alone, I'll put on my mask. I got the dirtiest looks I've gotten in a long time to that whole mall. But you know what? People go, man, he's not wearing a mask. Well, some people looked at me, you could see they were kind of like, whoa, what is this guy doing? Wow, you know what? doesn't matter. I have my convictions that I stood by, and that's what everybody has to start doing. Just like in Waynesville, North Carolina, this group came in and said, absolutely not. You are not going to do a mass mandate in this town. And if you decide to go against the wishes of the people that elected you, I can promise you, not only will you not get elected, we will not comply. They're people, they're people mad. I'm never mad. <laughs> so I was like, kudos. Standing ovation to you. That's what we have to start doing, guys. The aspect of taking responsibility and ownership for our mistakes and for our freedom. This is a concept that I think has eluded the vast majority of the American populace now. Is that we think freedom is just this thing that's like a plaque on the wall. Oh, we got our freedom degree. It's here. We got our freedom degree. It's there now. You can never go away anymore. I got my degree. You can't take it away. I got my freedom diploma. It's there. No. There's people constantly breaking in to steal your freedom diploma. There's people trying to go in and torch it. There's people trying to go in and take everything you have. You have to constantly fight for freedom. It's not free. And this concept's eluded the vast majority of Americans where we think we can just go back and say, hey, guess what? We elected this one guy to do something big, and uh, I don't have to do anything anymore. It, it if they tell me to wear a mask, it's fine. I'll do it because it's part of the plan. They tell me to get a COVID shot, that's fine. I'll get it. It's part of the plan. They tell me I've got to get a mark in my right hand or I'm not going to be able to buy or sell anything. It's okay. It's part of the plan, guys. You just got to go along with it because it's part of the plan. There is no plan to save you guys. That's the aspect people need to get through their skulls. The only people that are going to physically save us are the American populace and God Almighty. So we need to get together and unify. This week is going to be a big week. Tonight's going to be a big night. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on this week all over the country. That's why I've encouraged everybody, all my friends, all my family, everybody, make sure you stand your ground where you need to and stand by your convictions and make sure you're ready for anything and everything because this is America. 
and we can maintain it and make sure it stays great. But it, if it is to be, it's up to us. And that's the only thing we can think about right now. It's not about an elected official. It doesn't matter if Trump gets in. It doesn't matter. It's all about us and how we're going to handle the next couple of years if we want to keep a constitutional republic or if we want to take this country and basically say, you know what, it's been real, it's been fun, it was a good run, but we're just going to go and let it slip out. The empire's already fallen, like that said yesterday. But Rome took 200 years to fall. We don't have to let it fall right now. Not here, not now, not on our watch. If my kids let it happen after I'm long gone, guess what? That's not on me anymore. I trained them well and I told them the best, but it is what it is. And, I mean, you see, I saw an in, uh, interview yesterday. It was interesting. It was on Market Watch, which, you know, they're pretty left, but they have a lot of uh, predictive programming they put out in Market Watch that I like to bring up sometimes. Investor Jeffrey Gunlack had a webcast that he did with Rosenberg Research, of course, with the founder David Rosenberg. And Gunlack, he said, if Washington isn't able to deliver a big enough fiscal aid package, the economy is already in tatters, and it would be a disaster. He's basically saying that we need more, more money, more money, more money, more money, more money from the Fed. And he says something. He goes, I think we're going to see some substantial changes in the next six years, and that might even include the U.S. breaking into more than one country. We're going to break away from a paradigm we've been in for the past decade, which was characterized, as he said, the new normal. Guys, they're telling us what they're trying to do. And we either consent and we allow it to happen, or we stand our ground and make sure, doesn't matter, our history books will recorrect that as long as we can stand our ground and maintain what we have. You know, Austin, I'm with you. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my yep. children, they're going to be righteous. They're going to do the best they possibly can. Are they going to make mistakes? Yeah. But by golly, I'm going to be here to say, hey, look, this is, this is not how we're going to live. This is not okay. And freedom was fought for and bled for and died for for the United States to be what it is today. And for yeah. us to allow this country to fall into a doggone communist paradigm in which they'll be coming to your door and saying, your house is over 400 square feet. We have to put more people into your house. The homeless people here on the corner have to live with you. That's exactly what they did in Russia. Watch Dr. Shivago. If you want to see what they're trying to do, Dr. Shivago comes home after he's been dragged into the military and against his will, it by force, basically kidnapped. And he comes back to his home, and it's full of people. There's 40, 50 people living in his house. And he says, why are all these people here? And he says, well, they've given us one room. They said our house was much too big to be in because we had more than one room. And all these other people had to come into our house now. He goes, why didn't you stand against them? Well, we didn't have any weapons. Well, you had axes. You had hammers. You had all these things. You didn't stand. You let them do this. Yeah, they did. Why? Because they had been disarmed. And then you got to ask yourself a question, and I also can address this too. If they were armed, would they really stand with a show of force? Would they? Could we? Should we? Would we still do that? Would we do that in the United States? How far do you have to go? Where do you have to draw the line? Do they basically have to come into your home? and hogtie you and your family and drag you off, take you to a guillotine or a firing squad? Is that where you draw the line? Well, I got a problem with that. You know what's going to be? That problem is that you can't do anything once you're hogtied. So where do you draw the line? I'm, I'm asking you guys. 
I mean, do we go out tonight and we try to defend our country and our cities? No, absolutely not. If you're a patriot, you stay at home and you protect your family. You listen to me, friends. You stay at home tonight and you protect your family in case they show up in your neighborhood like they did in St. Louis with that attorney. Sit out there with his gun and his wife with a gun. And now, of course, they're being charged with felonies because they stood their own ground. I pray that you live in a state that allow you to stand there and defend yourself. Be ready, guys, in case something happens tonight. But don't be running downtown to see if the rioting's ensuing. If the people have shops downtown, let them protect their own shops. You know, if you're friends with those people, you go to help those people protect their own shops. I don't have a problem with that. But don't be getting yourself involved in stuff that you don't know anybody involved in because you just want to be there running around with an AR-15 or with a pistol or with a fully exposed weapon or with waiting to get into a fight. This is not that time yet. Protect your families tonight. Guys, they want you to go into the cities tonight as patriots. They want you to go fully armed into the cities tonight as patriots. They want you to start a civil war, a fighting war, a hot war tonight. Don't do that. Protect your home. Protect your families. Do like Grady Judd said the other day. I love this guy, our sheriff here in Polk County. He says, people here in Polk County... They're well-armed. I encourage them to have guns. So what I tell people this is if somebody breaks into your house to burn or to loot or to kill or rob or destroy, and I'm paraphrasing them, I'm suggesting they take those same guns and they blow those people back out of the house. That's where this has come down to now. We've got to breathe for a second and let what's left of the republic try to do what it can do as far as the selection today to see what happens. But right now is not that time to go out into major cities, into Chicago or Detroit or New York or Philadelphia or L.A. I mean, here's what's so stupid about L.A. Here's what's so stupid about Minneapolis. Here's what's so stupid about Philadelphia and New York having riots. The communists already control those cities. They're just going in and burning down their own stores of their own people. And sh they're, they're destroying. I mean, the, the, the Black Lives Matter, which... Some cases are 50% white, self-loathing whites. They go in and they destroy black businesses. But wait a minute, wait a minute. One lady was so mad the other day, she was a BLMer. And she was out there protesting. When she got back to her car, it had been vandalized and ransacked and burned. She was, I'm a black lives matter and you burned my car. Well, how did they know you had a car? They don't care. They're going to destroy everything because that's what this group does. This is how they live. Have you ever gone into a Section 8 housing project 10 years after it was built? Have you ever seen it? Most of the time, the Section 8 housing projects, 10, 15, 20 years after they're built, are so run down, so destroyed, so dis this is disgusting, that they have to tear them down and level them to rebuild them again. See, the problem is, when you give people stuff and they don't have to work for it, they don't appreciate it. Yep. That's why the lot. That's why so many lotto winners they win and when they win the lotto and they get all this money and they're broke within five years if they take a lump sum and they're basically destitute again. I mean, it's like what is it? Eighty percent are like that. Why? Because they didn't have to work for it. When you have to pay a house for twenty years and you get it paid off, or you finally get your car paid off, all of a sudden you don't want to get it parked. You don't want to park it next to all the other cars where it's going to get chipped. If it's a nice car, you got a house and you got a roof leak, you want to get it fixed. 
before the roof falls in or you start having a mold problem because you care about it. But if you're in a Section 8 housing complex, you don't care because you already hate your landlord because he's not giving you more free stuff. The worst thing you can do to a civilized people is to give them free stuff and not teach them how to earn their own stuff. And gosh, guys, I can't be any more honest about that. Free stuff, all it makes you want to do is become a ward of the state and want more free stuff. I remember I was a kid, and we had this fish camp. We had like eight or nine cottages on the lake, and we had a fish camp. And I'm out there at eight years of age painting the cottages. At 11 years of age, I'm shingling the cottages. You know, I mean, I'm cleaning out septic tanks and sewage lines. I'm I mean, doing all this crazy stuff. I've got these skill sets, and I can pretty much fix anything because I worked in the cottages for so long. But I was taught what it meant to work. I was taught what responsibility was. I was taught to basically do what I say I was going to do so people could depend on me. Guys, we've got to go back to that. We've got to go back to that Protestant work ethic. We really do. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. You guys are absolutely wonderful. Vote for whoever you want to vote for today. That's all I can say. But pray for God Almighty to heal this land. Pray that the people here turn and repent and get on their knees. And they ask God to forgive them for all the abortions and all the filth and all the Kabbalist treachery that we've allowed to happen and the filth out of Hollywood. So God will have mercy on us and turn and heal us. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Also, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. As they say, God is for us. Who can be against us? Continue to be getting this truth out there. Continue to be speaking the truth. You know, I saw an article from Elizabeth Hart. She's out of Australia now. And she's saying that there's discussions in Australia of having a COVID fine if you don't get a vaccine when it comes out. They're now starting to discuss the Australian Biosecurity Act of 2015 and looking at implementing that. Or basically during a national emergency with a bio threat that if you don't take what they mandate and you basically fail to follow recommendations of what they mandate, then you can be fined up to $66,000 in five years in prison. Now, emergency power has been over Australia since March 2020, and it's been extended to the end of the year, and they have potential for unlimited extensions. I told you guys, Australia virtually has hardly any cases at all, especially for the population size of the country. But yet, that's where they're at now. They're discussing finding people and throwing people in jail if you don't go get a shot. Remember, Australia's already started the whole, basically, no, no, no jab, no play with kids you can't you pretty much can't put them in the school system they've gone in now where they cut Medicare funding or whatever their form of Medicare is over there if you don't get your shots so they've already been they've already been gearing this up for Australia and I love Australia I've visited down there once and uh, awesome country people are awesome down there but man they've got themselves a nightmare governor and this is what they're you know government I should say and this is what they're working on this is what they're planning on doing. Australia is kind of the template of how far they want to push it and see what they can get away with. Always remember, Australia down there is where the vaccine movement group, the not anti-vaccine, they weren't even anti-vaccine. They were basically the vaccine truth group, I think. That's what the name of them was. 
they paid for a billboard to be put up on the side of the road. You guys have heard this before. It was a couple years ago. And it said, do you know what's in your vaccine? Question mark. That's it. Just a question. Just a question. Not a statement. A question. It was pulled down within three days. Prime Minister called it rubbish. Said we will not allow that type of rubbish to be presented and broadcasted in our country. Because you asked a question. A very simple question is that. Do you know what's in your vaccine? Remember, they didn't want people going and looking at the ingredient list that's blatantly in the box, seeing the aborted fetal tissue that they have, the polyasorbent 80, the massive amount of aluminum, the MSG, all the different ingredients that they have in those toxic vaccines. They didn't want people to look at that stuff. They don't want people to ask questions because people that ask questions become educated, and educated people stand their ground on their convictions and that's exactly what they're trying to remove from the United States they're trying to remove the ability to ask questions to use your brain, to stand your ground this is why they're doing this to, to our kids what they're doing right now in the school system I mean, there, when I was going to the mall the other day, there was a mom had a little daughter walking with her Probably, I mean, couldn't be an older than Kendall, maybe two years old, with a big old mask on her face two years old two years old walking around with a giant mask on her face. And I'm like, really? Guys, really? Is this, is this how brainwashed the American populace has become now? We're putting masks on two-year-olds to walk around? Anybody needs to make sure. But I guarantee you that same mom will take her daughter to the pediatrician and jab her up with seven shots in one round to make sure she stays protected because, you know, you got to have a chickenpox vaccine now. Got to have a flu vaccine. Got to have a measles, mump, rubella vaccine. Got to have a Tdap vaccine. Got to have all these vaccines because you got to stay protected. But man, you got to put a mask on too because, you know, the vaccines may not work. That's always my question. I've always had that, that beef with people when they have the argument about the vaccines. It's negligent if you don't get a vaccine. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you're vaccinated, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated, so I'm protected. Well, if you're fully vaccinated and you're protected, why do you care if I don't get a shot? Because obviously the vaccines work 100%. So if you're vaccinated, you're protected. So me not getting vaccinated has nothing to do about protecting you. Well, no, that's not how it works. Well, that's, that's what you just said. That's what you just said. Your vaccine works 100%. You're protected. So why do you care what I do then if you're protected? run around in circles with that comment. You can't, there's, there's no ending to it. You just chase yourself. Where are you going with it? Oh, I don't know. Good point. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't care, why do I care? You're protected. But apparently that concept is something that people don't like to talk about. Hence why you can't put up a billboard in Australia. Do you know what's in your vaccine? I appreciate all of our health masters, friends, and family. Thank you for the continual support. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the phone calls. I try to stay up on these emails as much as I can. You guys know that. I get a lot of them. Try to respond back to all the ones that are actually legitimate ones. I get a lot of trolls, too, a lot of, a lot of angry people, a lot of stupid threats. I mean, I, just, I delete those first you know, word as soon as I see it. Delete because of the trash can. But thank you for the real customers, our real family, our real friends. I really appreciate the support. Let us know if you guys need anything at all. Healthmasters.com. Keep your immune system strong right now, my friends. As always, 
continually told everybody vitamin C and D3. If you're gonna, if you're just gonna take anything, the vitamin C, D3, and Ultimate Multiple. That's the basic healthy lifestyle kit. That's why we put that together. Very simplistic, very basic, but yet very, very effective kit to really keep your immune system strong. Also, be sure if you need any of the food buckets, we still have those on the website and the different specials. One bucket, two bucket, four bucket. You guys need those. We're still shipping them out same day. Organic, USDA certified food buckets. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the Purple Sticks, on sale right now, over 20% off on the website, healthmasters.com. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win. The iodine and the prostate support keep going neck and neck. So I need a tiebreaker tomorrow. No, Wednesday is the day we always do the changeover on the vote. So be sure to check that out on the website. And again, stay frosty tonight, especially if you're in areas that could be having some issues. Make sure you are aware of your surroundings and you know what's going on. Have security parameters put into place. Have friends or family or any of your security detail that you know on standby if you need to. Make sure comms are charged. Make sure you have any of your ammunition and magazines that you need on standby. Don't be don't be unprepared for anything. Should be a given all the time. Thank you for the support, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Talk to you again tomorrow as always. 